Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very special episode of the Chase McAndrew Podcast. I'm your host, Chase McAndrew. And today I'm talking about, nope, not th- not Thunderball, not Thunderball. That's that's coming very soon. Trust me, it's coming very soon. But I'm talking about Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7. Now, if you don't know what this is, this is an animated TV show from Cartoon Network that started out in 2008. It was preceded, though, by what I call a promotional movie. It's about an hour and a half long, and it was really, really bad. So I didn't watch the first two seasons of this show, and a friend of mine actually gave me his DVDs back in like 2009 or 2010 and said, watch this show. I, I know, the movie we saw was horrible. It was really bad. But the show is great. So I watched it, gave it back to him, and my mouth was on the floor because the show is really damn good. The first five seasons on Cartoon Network were amazing. Season six was on Netflix. And now season seven is on Disney+. Plus. So I'm here to talk about season seven. I might get into spoilers. I may not. I may spoil a few things, but I don't think I'll get into stuff that heavy until the end of the show. The very end of, end of the show. So, basically, there is a character on this show that, that is also on the show Star Wars Rebels, which, which is another animated TV show. This character's name is Ahsoka Tano. She debuted in the 2008 movie that I previously talked about. And this character was, let's just say, not liked very well by the fans. Can we just say that? She was this... I think she was like 12 or 13 when the show first started. Young Jedi, Jedi Padawan. And she was so extremely annoying. And and just, like, she called Anakin Sky Guy. Anakin called her Snips. And I was like, this is really annoyingly bad when I saw that movie. While they still did it in the first couple seasons of the show, the character got a lot better throughout the first five seasons of this show. This character is now one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time. And probably my favorite character of the show. She is so, so good. They have fleshed this character out like no other character has ever been fleshed out in a Star Wars movie before. In a Star Wars franchise before. Hell, just say that. This character is so well done. In this show, The Clone Wars, and Star Wars Rebels. It's just... She's amazing. 
she's such a great character. They don't try, and they don't, they've never tried to push this character as a strong female character. They push this character as a strong and good character. And that is why I like her so much. Because, yeah, she was annoying and really obnoxious in the beginning. But as the seasons have gone along, she is just, oh, I love this character. Ashley Eckstein does a fantastic job of voicing this character. The animators of this show do such a great job of animating this character and giving her the emotion that she needs to have to make this character as beloved as she is. So in season six, no, season five, I believe. Yeah, yes, season five, she walks away from the Jedi Order, and I believe she's not even in season six, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. But if, I, but, if I rem- but if I remember correctly, season five, she walks away, and she's not even in season six. Season seven starts off with Anakin Skywalker and these and the, and the clone troopers that we've seen throughout this entire show. And they're... And, one of the clones just knows. He just knows that one of the other clones is missing. Who or who's been missing is still alive. So they go and find him, but they recruit this 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 band of clones called the Bad Batch. They are physically deformed versions of clones who aren't exactly, who weren't exactly, shall we say, say the best. They weren't They weren't created the best. Let's just say that, shall we? They weren't exactly. Um, they they weren't exactly. Um, cared for when they were being uh, cloned. Let's just say that, shall shall we? I'm doing this off the cuff, by the way. Um, so the first four episodes of this of this of this final season, this is a 12 episode season, and the first four episodes are Anakin, the and his main clones, the 501st, and then this this other clone faction, the Bad Batch. And they're trying to find this clone that Anakin's uh, 501st knows is still alive. They just they 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 just know he is. This these first four episodes are really really fun. They're really really good, and I really really enjoyed it a lot. the 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 action was phenomenal. It, it's 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 basically four half an hour action shows pretty much they're really good episodes 
they don't, I'm not going to say they feel like filler because they don't. They just kind of feel like nothing, nothing huge for the characters happens. Nothing really changes for major characters on this show that we know from the movies. That makes sense. Nothing drastically happens to major characters, and that's fine. That is fine. I still had fun with the action sequences of these first four episodes. The animation is the best it's ever looked in this show. The next four episodes... So so the first four episodes are good. The next four episodes, I'm not going to lie, were very much filler and just kind of not that great. I'm pretty sure I skipped a week and only saw three of the four episodes. Um, It leaves off um, where Ahsoka left off in season five. She, She quits the Jedi Order. And she's leaving. She left. It shows where she goes and what she did after she left the Jedi Order. And for me, that was interesting. Like, the first, like, one and a half episodes. And then it just got kind of boring because she meets these two sisters that I I just didn't care about. Their story in the next episode and a half, which, like I said, I don't think I watched the third episode of this four-story arc. I think it was the third episode. I believe it was. It's just kind of there. These four episodes are just kind of there. They're fine. They're filler. But they're also just kind of... They're filler. These two two sisters are kind of annoying. They... And and, and I get... and, And I get it. Siblings fight. Siblings will siblings bicker and fight, but this stuff, man, these two characters, like, I'm sorry, they just, they were, they just weren't good. Their story, I didn't necessarily care about. I, I just, it, it was filler, and I didn't care. That's why, like I said, I didn't watch one of the episodes. And I was starting to lose faith in this show, these first eight episodes. I was like, where is this going? And then the last four episodes of this show. Okay, people, 
this show is what the, the this these last four, for, for these last four episodes of this show are just absolutely phenomenal. They are so good. It's not even like oh, it's just so no. It's just good because it's good. It's good because of what they do. It catches up with the characters in the middle of Revenge of the Sith. And it's so crazy watching some of these characters that pop in from the movies that have been on this show the entire time. And they're in scenes from Revenge of the Sith. Then right after that scene from Revenge of the Sith, where these these characters are saying the exact same dialogue, the exact same, the, to the exact same characters in the exact same positions as they were in the movies. And then you get the scene. And then and then you get scenes where they tell you, "Oh, this character is now dead. Oh, this character is no longer alive. Oh, this event just happened." And it just takes me back to watching Revenge of the Sith and I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome." Oh, that's cool. And then these final, like, two episodes of this show are so good. They are just so good. And not only are they emotional, but it shows Ahsoka's story of what was going on for the character during the the last part of Revenge of the Sith. And it just shows you and it's straight up awesome. It is straight up Star Wars at its finest. These last two episodes are Star Wars at its finest. Star Wars at maybe its best, even. Now let's talk about the very last scene of this show. Because it's pretty damn great. So, something happens. In episode three of the last four of, of the third episode of these last final episodes, some event happened. You know what? I'm just going to tell you. Order sixty six happens. The clones attack Ahsoka. Ahsoka gets one of the clones 
to in earlier on in one of the se- one of the seasons. I don't remember which one. I think it was season six, or I believe I believe it was season six. One of the clones has this chip in him, and it and the Order sixty six to kill all the Jedi. Um, the trigger in his head from the chip goes off too too early, and it's awesome. It's a great episode in season six. Like I said, Order 66 is given. The Jedi has attacked Ahsoka, who's helping the Republic. She's not a Jedi anymore, but since she kind of is, she at least she's at least she she is at least a Force user now. She is, she, or, or now that she is a, she, even though she's still a Force user, they they the, these clones attack her. It's 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 emotional. It's insanely like this is actually like wow this wow this is actually happening. You can't believe it. And then you happen, and then you have the this one clone named Rex, who is like I said in the show Star Wars Rebels. He comes into that show as well. You find out how he's in this, how he's, how he, how he was able to survive uh, Order sixty six, and, and not kill, and how he was able to survive, and uh, not not kill any, or not want to kill uh, any of the Jedi from Order sixty six. So, in episode four is basically Ahsoka and Rex's escape off the ship that they're on. And when their ship crashes finally, they honor these clones by putting their helmets on sticks. And if you've seen the show Rebels, you you know that Ahsoka has different lightsabers and what she has different lightsaber hilts and and the color is also diff, different than what she had in Clone Wars Ahsoka is holding the lightsaber the main lightsaber that she's had because in in the beginning of the show she just had one lightsaber and then like season three or four she gets a second offhand lightsaber to help her deflect uh laser blasting and, and everything and stuff like that. And she and the, the the her main lightsaber, her her main hand lightsaber. She drops it on the ground. And then the show cuts to what looks like years later. And you see stormtroopers. And you see snow. And you see snowtroopers. And then you see Imperial ships from the original trilogy era. And then you hear. 
I'm sitting there watching this show, and I'm going, oh my god, what are they going to show? They show Darth Vader, who is obviously Anakin Skywalker. I don't think I said this. In the in the 2008 movie, Obi-Wan thinks he's getting another Padawan, but it's actually Anakin who's getting a Padawan, and that, pa- and that Padawan is Ahsoka. So throughout the entire show, her and Anakin have this great relationship, and then they also have a great relationship with Obi-Wan as well. But these two characters have a fantastic relationship. And the scene with Vader, it's a the planet I can't I I believe it's Coruscant. I believe. They're on this planet, it's snowing out. And Darth Vader, who is obviously Anakin Skywalker, turned evil, leans over, gets down the ground, and he picks up this, and he picks up Ahsoka's lightsaber that she put on the ground, and he ignites it, and he puts it down for a second, and he looks up in the air, and he looks back down, lifts the lightsaber again, it's still ignited, and he looks at it. And even though it's Darth Vader and he's wearing a mask, you can tell just like you could in Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, before George Lucas ruined it and put in the no when he picks up um, Palpatine and throws him off the edge. In the original movie, it's just Vader looking at Luke getting electrocuted. By the Emperor. Looks back at the Emperor who's just... He's just cooking Luke with his Force Lightning. And he does it a couple times and you know. Pick him up. Throw him off the ledge. Pick him up. And he does. Before the no. Before they put in the no. And he throws him off. Vader just simply lifts up Palpatine and chucks him off the ledge and done. The savior of the galaxy like he always was supposed to be. In this moment, you can see in the show, you can see through the mask into Anakin's crispy ass face, burned up face. You can see it in his face that he's going, Anakin Skywalker at that point in time is truly gone. You now know that Anakin Skywalker has been duped by the Emperor. He has been tricked. He has been basically enslaved by the Emperor. And you just know that there may be a little bit of, a little bit of hope left in there. That's that last scene of Anakin picking up the lightsaber in the snow is so cool. It is so cool. I was sitting up like I was a child watching Star Wars at the first time as a kid, just glued to the screen. I absolutely loved it, people. 
it was so good. That ending scene gave me chills. It gave me, I mean, I was just, I was, I was glued to the screen. And the best part about it was, from the scene when Ahsoka drops the lightsaber, when it pans by the other clone that she was with, Captain Rex, after the wreckage of their ship, and then it cuts to 15, 20 years, however long it was later, probably like 10 years, probably now that I think about it, maybe maybe five, I don't know. It doesn't say. But that scene, when, from, from the scene where Ahsoka's and Rex are looking at, are checking the ship, the crash ship, and in the, in the second, it cuts out from Vader, who, who uh, and by the way, the scene ends with Vader walking away, and, and it pans into a storm, or to a, yeah, a clone trooper helmet, and you see Vader walking away in the reflection of the helmet. It's awesome. From when Ahsoka and the clone, and, and, and Rex are checking the ship out, to a scene with the clone trooper helmet, seeing Vader, uh, walk away. It's like a five minute or so sequence, maybe even longer than that, and there is no dialogue whatsoever. It's just Kevin Kiner's great music. That is so Star Warsy. That is so good. That is just so brilliant. Kevin Kiner has done the music for, I believe, even the movie, but he's done the, the, the music for all seven seasons, seasons, seasons of this show. And it's brilliant. His score, his 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 mix-up rendition of the original theme that he put in this show. It, it's just this is, and then the last, like I said, four or five minutes or whatever it is. It's just so good. It's beautiful. I was glued to my seat. I was glued to the screen. I was glued to everything that I could be glued to. Because I couldn't believe it. It This show is so good. I was on Facebook and I heard this clown say, Dave Filoni doesn't know Star Wars. Well, this guy is an is 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 an EU Legends fan, and he and he and he, and he constantly posts this video on how the EU and the Clone Wars show doesn't link up. Well, no shit, Sherlock, it doesn't. Do you want to know why it doesn't? Because the EU doesn't make sense with even the original trilogy, and it wasn't really ever that good. Sorry, clown boy. But anyway, Dave Filoni is literally George Lucas's heir apparent. He was literally handpicked by Lucas back in the day to be his heir apparent, to continue on the Star Wars legacy. The man is so good, and he knows what emotional buttons to press, what action beats to do. He knows Star Wars so freaking well. 
he's just so good. <coughs> Excuse me. It's just so good watching the show come together after seven seasons and this last four episode arc was so good. It's some of the best Star Wars ever. It's some of the best storytelling of any show ever. It's some of the best anything ever. It's such a good show. It's one of my favorites of them all. It's one of my favorite all-time shows. I love this show. If you have not seen this show, please, if you are a Star Wars fan and you didn't like the 08 movie and you're like, I'm never watching this show, people, I promise you. I promise you. Seasons 1 and 2, after watching the movie, you're going to be like, oh my God, what am I getting myself into? Trust me. Season 1, sure, Ahsoka's still kind of annoying. It's a little kitty, but people, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the first five seasons on Cartoon Network are brilliant. Season 6 on Netflix is my favorite season. Season 7 is up there. If it wasn't for the first eight episodes, it would probably be my favorite season of Clone Wars ever. If they just had these four, these last four episodes, like an hour and a half each or each or like an hour each or something like that, absolutely. My favorite season of Clone Wars would would be episodes or would 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 be season seven. But again. Those first eight episodes are just kind of, the first four are good, fun action. Next four are just okay to not that interesting. And then the last four are just brilliant. They're just amazing. I'm telling you people, watch this show, if you haven't, from season one to now season seven, because it is worth it. I'm telling you, this is a great final four episodes to this show, and a great series finale was that 12th episode. It was so good. It was so, so good. So that's it for today. Just a 31-ish minute, 32, almost 32 minute episode. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good day. I'll see you on the next episode of the Chase Candor Podcast. Goodbye.